We're going to welcome everybody to our study today uh, from the Preacher's Study. I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. have uh, my brother and, and friend, Kevin Clark, uh, with me as usual. We're going to continue our study of the book of Ephesians. We hope that we've been able to say some things that are encouraging and uplifting, th some things that, that you can use in your daily walk with the Lord. And um, we're going to continue to talk about Ephesians chapter 6 to this in our study today and uh, continue our study of the, of the armor of God. So we've talked about our, our battle. It's not against flesh and blood. We're in a spiritual battle. But our foe is very real and very effective in what he does. Uh, we are uh, fighting against the schemes of the devil. Mm -hmm. He's trying to draw us away. He's trying to weaken our faith, weaken our commitment, and drawing, draw us away <clears throat> from the Lord. And he will use every weapon at his disposal to do that. He'll deceive us. He'll trick us. Uh, he might use violence against us, whatever he can do. And so we have to be prepared to resist that, to fight against that. And so Paul encourages us to put on the armor of God. And he associates each piece of a Roman soldier's army with a particular Christian virtue or characteristic. And so, for example, he talks about truth mm -hmm. and righteousness and the gospel. We're going to talk a little bit about faith and salvation and, and the Word of God in our study today in this session. Kevin, any, any opening comments? Yeah, it's impressive to me that as he talks about our ability to stand against the devil and his forces, notice that these are all instructions to us as to things we can do in order to be able to stand. Now, no doubt, God has provided these things to us, so no way are we trying to marginalize or discount the, uh, the, the role that God plays in salvation. It's a necessary role. But I also think we need to emphasize these are all things that we can do. We can take this shield of faith. We can put on the helmet of salvation. We can shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So whether we stand against the devil, which would be salvation, or we fall against him, ultimately is up to what we do. God has done his part. We've got to do these things. If we do what God has instructed us to do, we can stand. If we don't stand, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. And so I feel like that's a very powerful message here. Uh, before we get into the substance, uh, I certainly want to thank again our brothers over here, Jason Reed, Mark Townsend, uh, two of the deacons at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. They're here every time we uh, put on the podcast, and we could not do this without their talents and abilities. We appreciate that, appreciate the sacrifice of their family. Yeah. And, and we do appreciate you all who have been tuning into this and faithfully watching it. Many of you have had occasion to give uh, encouraging words. We appreciate that very much and glad that you, like us, believe that much value comes from studying God's inspired word. We believe that the, the power is in the Word, That's the right. power is in the Word of God, and so we just take the Word of God and try to explain it and apply it and try, try to, we hope, give people something that they can use in, mm -hmm. their, in their lives. As, as Kevin says, there's a great deal of responsibility on us mm -hmm. individually to take up the armor of mm -hmm. God. I can remember back in my school days having to diagram sentences. Mm -hmm. In some sentences, there's an understood subject. Right. It's not mentioned specifically, right. but it's understood you, you. Yeah, you. That's it. And so that's, therefore, verse 13, therefore, you take mm -hmm. up the full armor of mm -hmm. God so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. You stand mm -hmm. firm, mm -hmm. having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so, mm -hmm. and so that emphasis on this is your responsibility. Right. You do this. You develop right. these qualities. Right. Of course, the Lord helps us. Absolutely. And he puts us in 
in situations and right. opportunities where we can do that. Right. But there's human responsibility there in, in this as well. Amen. So we've looked at some of these qualities in previous sessions. Mm-hmm. We've looked at truth, righteousness, uh, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let's talk a little bit in verse 16 mm-hmm. about the shield of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that a little bit today as I was thinking about our, our podcast. You know, we, we walk by faith, not mm-hmm. by sight. You know, sometimes people want to walk by sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they want absolute proof for everything, you know, in, mm-hmm. in religion, uh, in spiritual matters. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. God wants us to put our trust in Him and put our right. faith in Him. And so we, walk, we want to take up that shield of faith. We want to walk day by day uh, in faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1, you know, faith is the things hoped for. And so it's associated with hope. And hope is oriented to the future. We're looking to the future. And so we have faith, faith that if we walk according to God's instructions and God's commands, that the reward will be ours in the, in the end. And so I thought about a couple of passages. Uh, one is uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, where mm-hmm. Paul is talking to Timothy and he tells him to... Um, uh, abide in the things that he's learned and been convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them. No word faith is not there, but the idea mm-hmm. you're convinced of these are things that you believe are true. Mm-hmm. And so you hold on to that and you govern your life by that. So what are the things that we're convinced of? What are the things that we believe in? Mm-hmm. Well, I jotted down a few. Mm-hmm. You can be thinking of some. Yeah, sure. We believe that God is. That's right. So when you're in a crisis in your life, and things are not going as you think they should, and you're having a difficult time, you hold on to that faith. The devil is going to try to draw you away mm-hmm. in those those times, those critical times. Mm-hmm. But you believe that God is. In Hebrews chapter 11, remember mm-hmm. that passage, mm-hmm. verse 6, believe that God is and that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right. So that's part of the shield of faith. God is. God is love. That's part of our faith. We believe mm-hmm. that God is love. Mm-hmm. We believe God sent His Son into the world. That's right. We believe the Bible is God's Word. Mm-hmm. And if we will read it, study it, understand it, assimilate it, practice it, well, then we'll be rewarded for that. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And there'll mm-hmm. be times in our lives when maybe the devil uh, wants to create some doubt in our mind about that. Don't, don't, don't waver in that. You hold that shield of faith. And that'll see you through. Amen. We're made in the image of God. We're Mm -hmm. made for fellowship with God. We believe there's going to be a day of judgment. That's right. And so all of those, those are fundamental things, Mm -hmm. but all of them are elements in this shield of faith. Mm -hmm. If we hold on to those things, well, then we'll be able to withstand whatever the devil throws at us. Amen. Just add to that some, Kevin. Yeah, uh, you said God, that we believe that there's a judgment day. We also believe that there's a heaven and a hell. We believe there's right. a place uh, for a reward for those who are faithful to God. And we believe there's a place of punishment for those who are unfaithful to God and who have not had the blood of Jesus and not stayed faithful in that. We believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. That's the a predicate for all of this revealed will. If this is not the word of God, we can't know it. And so we believe in that. I think you mentioned this. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we also believe that that resurrection of Jesus Christ speaks to the resurrection of us all, especially those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, those who are evil will be resurrected to punishment, but we'll be resurrected uh, to reward. And so those are things that are fundamental to our faith. And as you say, 
these things are necessary. They're almost like a North Star, if you will, as you mm-hmm. navigate life and all of the trials and tribulations that come, all the difficulties of Satan. You go back to these core principles that we believe. We believe in the promises of God. Everything God has promised, including eternal life, uh, it, it comes true. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe the effect of fervent prayer of righteous man avails much. If we petition our Father, He hears us and He responds. And so these are things that allow us to get through life focused on what the goal is and not be shaken by, again, some of the vicissitudes of life going back and forth. How, how encouraging is it? And so we, and sometimes in our lives we're faced, for example, with the loss of a loved one. Sure. Yeah. And, and that can sh- really shake our it faith. Can. That's right. How encouraging is it to know that that person will be raised right. and be with the Lord and we can be with the Lord That's and right. we can be with them with the Lord. That's exactly right. And so it's a, it may be separated, but only temporarily. Right. Right. And so at that moment, the loss of a loved one, the devil is throwing his darts mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. trying to create doubt in your mm-hmm. mind. You know, how could God let this happen mm-hmm. to me if he mm-hmm. was really a loving God? No, don't, you know, don't listen to that. Right. Hold on to that shield of faith. Mm-hmm. There's a resurrection. You know, we're going to be together again with the Lord forever. So Amen. how encouraging is that? So Very much Romans so. 4 uh, uses the uh, uses example of Abraham as a model for faith. Remember, God had promised that Sarah would have a child in, in her old mm-hmm. age. Verse 18 of Romans 4, He hoped against hope that uh, he might become a father of many nations according to what had been spoken, so shall your de- dependence be. And then I like verse 20, Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, mm-hmm. but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully assured that what God has pro- had promised he was able to perform. Amen. Now that's that's an inspiring passage it to is. me. Amen. Not wavering, fully assured mm-hmm. that God is able. Amen. You, you can kind of uh, uh, you know uh, reduce it to that. Mm-hmm. Do not waver. Be fully assured that God is able. Right. Whatever your situation is, God is able to to deal with that. That's right. And deal with that successfully, so that you can come through it, still holding on to your faith even becoming stronger in faith. Amen. And I'd just say, you know, in that particular one, I, I, I'm really impressed because Hebrews 11 goes on to say that even though uh, Abram was asked to sacrifice his son, and that was the son through whom all the promises are going to be fulfilled, and that seems contradictory. If this is the son through whom the promises will come, how can I kill him? That's going to destroy the promise. And it says that uh, Abram believed that God could raise him from the dead. So he's not. I'm not worried about that. God will take care of that. i got to do what God has said. And when we read this inspired book, how many times God has promised things, and every single time God promised it came true, that gives us a basis for having faith in what he says for us. And so it's not blind faith. I heard one time someone said blind faith. No, it's not blind faith. God has given us anchors, reasons to believe. Now, if you're just bound determined to unbelieve or disbelieve, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. There's enough there for you. But if you're interested in believing, and you, you use the word trust, if we trust God, we've got enough information to know these people trusted in God, and they were served well by that trust. I'm going to do the same thing. Right. So one final passage on this, perhaps 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Mm-hmm. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Yeah. So you like want to that. overcome, you want to be victorious, well, hold on to that shield of faith. Mm-hmm. Use it to fight off the fiery darts of, of Satan. That's right. And we'll, we'll make it through. We Amen. can make it through. Amen. All right, the next element he talks about in <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6, the next part of the gospel armor, the armor of God, verse 17, take the helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. 
Salvation is to, to be rescued from danger or to, to be healed from sickness. Uh, we think about sinners being saved from their sin mm-hmm. or saved from the wrath of God. Right, right. It's interesting that the word is used in Acts 27, verse 20 and 31 in connection with the shipwreck. Mm, yes, uh, that's that, right. Uh, the yeah. ship voyage that, that Paul was on and, and uh, talked about the people on board being saved. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gives us an idea of what mm-hmm. the word save means. It means to, to rescue or, mm-hmm. or to deliver or something like that. And so he, our salvation in this context, Ephesians chapter 6, is spiritual salvation, eternal salvation, salvation from hell, salvation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the wrath of God, the, mm-hmm. the judgment of God. Salvation is an interesting thing in that it has a sort of a past. Mm-hmm. By grace, you have been saved. Mm-hmm. And so it happened to us in the past. Mm-hmm. We were saved. It also has a future. In mm-hmm. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 89, we're looking forward to our salvation in heaven, the outcome of our faith. Salvation is the outcome of our mm-hmm. faith. And so it has a future component as well. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for our salvation that's going to be revealed to us later on. And then there's a present element as well. That's right. Acts 2, two and verse 40, mm-hmm. save yourselves uh, from this crooked generation. And Philippians 2 and verse 12, Mm-hmm. Work out your own mm-hmm. salvation with fear and trembling. So we have been saved in the past. We're looking forward to eternal salvation mm-hmm. in, in heaven. And in the meantime, we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. Or Acts 2 verse 40, save yourselves from, from the wrath of God. Amen. And so you put on that helmet of salvation. We want above all to be saved. Yeah, that's right. We've been saved. We, we're hoping to go to heaven and enjoy that eternal salvation. And in the meantime, we're going to do everything that we can do to bring to bring that about. It comes by God's grace. Amen. But we work out our own salvation as well. Not that we earn it or deserve it. No, right. But there is human responsibility like in, in, mm-hmm. in this in this process. Kevin. Yeah, uh, there was a verse that I came across uh, in preparing that I thought was interesting that ties in this. First Thessalonians 5, <clears throat> verse 8, it says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. And I like that concept that it's the hope of salvation that is the helmet. And I think what he's getting at is it's a frame of mind, right? That's what protects our mind. This hope, which is not a wish, it's an expectation this notion that I'm going to heaven, it protects our minds. It reminds me of Colossians 3, 1 through 2, where it tells us to set our minds on things above, not on things of the earth. And you can contrast that with Philippians 3, 17 through 21, when he talks about those evil people uh, that serve their own bellies. One of the things he talks about, they're earthly-minded. So we want to protect our minds, protect our, our, our thoughts with this helmet of salvation. We're always thinking about, as you say, the salvation we have, but more so the future salvation that we hope to obtain and expect to obtain if we're faithful. And that protects our minds. That's right. And so that in, enables us and equips us to do the right thing That's in right. life. You know, faced with temptation, mm-hmm. hmm, should I do that or not right. do that? Well, I, I want to be saved. That's all right. And so That's we it. are able to resist That's resist it. temptation. Amen. And so pressure is put on us to compromise or mm-hmm. we're going to yield to temptation or, you know, th- that kind of thing. We, we want to remember what I, ultimately what I want is to be saved. And so I'm not going to do anything that would jeopardize right. that. 
Amen. And so we live in a dangerous world. And we, we talk do. about being mm-hmm. saved yeah. from a shipwreck or right. being saved from a fire or something like that. Well, we live in a spiritually dangerous mm-hmm. world. We, we mm-hmm. talked about that in the beginning of our discussion mm-hmm. on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. God has saved us and God is guarding us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we have to work out our own salvation. Take, take that on as our helmet right. and uh, apply that. Uh, above all else, we're seeking to be saved and don't do anything Amen. that would put that in jeopardy and do those things that would uh, see it through. Amen. Well, our time's out, so let's let's stop right there. Okay. Well, we'll go into the next section in mm-hmm. our next session where we talk about the sword, sword of the Spirit, Spirit the Word right. of God, and uh, we'll take up a discussion with that. So talked about today, we talked about the shield of faith and not wavering in unbelief, growing strong in faith, being sh- fully assured that God is able. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on those core principles of faith. Mm-hmm. Above all else, that desire to be saved, we're going to do what we have to do. Uh, to to secure that Amen. through God's grace, He'll He'll enable us to do that. Amen. Brother. And so, just think about that. Try to think about those things in a practical way. Mm-hmm. How can I apply that to my daily life mm-hmm. and draw closer to the Lord? And if if you'll do that, if you can do that, we'll we'll have accomplished our purpose here. Amen. We close with a word of prayer. Kevin, sure. would you like to lead us? Yes. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we bow our heads in reverence and awe of you. We're so very thankful for all the things that you have done, uh, done for humanity as a whole, but specifically for us individually. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the food that's on our tables. Thank you for the clothes on our back and the roofs over our head. We thank you for all the many blessings that we have that come through government, uh, which is ordained by you, and the order that is brought. We don't want to live in a state of chaos. And we thank you for, especially in this country, the rule of law that we have. But more important than any of these physical blessings, we thank you for the spiritual blessings that those of us who have put on your son, Jesus Christ, in baptism and become a member of your church in joy. So very thankful for the remission of sin. So very thankful for the hope of eternal life that we have that draws and animates us in everything that we do. We've been talking about the armor that we're to put on, spiritual armor, to resist the temptations of the devil, to stand against this war that we're fighting, waging for the hearts and souls of men. And we ask that each and every one of us who is engaged in this study will be impressed upon, uh, impressed with the need to use this armor in order to stand strong in your might. Certainly you get the glory and the honor for the strength that comes from that, but there is individual responsibility that we must take advantage of the things you've put in place for us to successfully overcome the devil. And we specifically uh, spent a fair amount of time Uh, talking about the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith. And let us uh, do everything we can to bolster and increase our faith. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So let us spend more time with your word to bolster that faith and bolster that shield. And let us have that hope of salvation, the helmet of salvation, knowing that you have saved those of us who have obeyed you and uh, will save us uh, from the wrath and judgment and the hell that is to come. And we're so very thankful that we have that hope, that expectation, again, not a wish, an expectation that if we do our part, you'll keep your part. You always have kept your promises. We have a record of that, a divinely inspired record for which we're very thankful. We can read these things, be convicted of these things, be convinced of these things, and recognize that just as they had promises that were fulfilled, you will fulfill all of your promises to us, including that of eternal life. And that is one that, again, compels and motivates us in all of our life decisions, or it should. Thank you very much for this format whereby we can 
uh, teach and proclaim your word. So very thankful for those who are listening. Bless them as we know that the word that you preach and teach and put out there will not return to you void. It will have its accomplished purpose and it will have its intended purpose and it will have the effect on our lives if we open our hearts to it. Uh, we have to be willing. We have to be ready. We have to be humble. We have to submit. But if we do, then your word will bear fruit in our lives and in the lives of those that we touch. We thank you so very much for this opportunity. We ask you to continue to bless us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.